everybody to a special edition of the Century Podcast. Uh, we are joined today by Minnesota State Representative Dwayne Kwam. Um, and the reason we're here today is to work on uh, informing youth and uh, the young adults as to what the elected officials and representatives of Rochester do. Uh, we're specifically aiming to inform young adults who will soon be able to vote and young adults who already are able to vote. So if that applies to you, please listen in and enjoy. Want to start us off, Sam? Sure. Um, just what initially got you into politics? Well, I was uh, I went to school in Byron, and I was a senior, and caucuses were coming up. I stopped at both caucuses that were at the high school, and at 17, I became co-chair for Salem Township, mm-hmm. and actually, I was a seated voting delegate at the state convention at 17 okay. because I turned 18 before the election. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, I, I got involved. I had the philosophy is, you know, everybody likes to complain, but unless you get active and do something, then you've got a little bit less validity in, in, in yeah, complaining, although yeah, complaining exactly. is fun. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's the easier it's, choice to do. It is easy. And, and that's actually really, that's... Kind of, you kind of have the perfect background for what we're aiming to do because it shows that somebody who's younger, you know, is I think can get active and be involved in politics and like decisions and stuff like that. Because I feel like a lot of kids, it's sort of a learned helplessness. Um, we try like one once or twice to get involved, and a lot of people aren't taken seriously in that. And part of that is probably they're not presenting themselves in the best way. But there's just not. I think that the opportunities for youth to be involved are really out there, but we just don't, it never really reaches us in like schools and stuff like that. So that's really interesting to hear. Um, and then did you uh, attend like college and stuff like that? Um, yes, but I, I was going to say what's nice about as a youth getting involved is that you already have that sponge for knowledge and information. Mm-hmm, for and sure. you're used to a- asking questions to try and find stuff out. You gotta go beyond the 30 second sound bite to actually look at the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I, yeah, I did go to college. I've got uh, two degrees in engineering, two in physics. Um, my graduate work was down at the University of Texas at Dallas. One of the physics professors had won a Nobel prize in physics, and I, I've worked in the uh, semiconductor uh, engineering uh, project management type uh, space, Motorola, IBM. So I, I got used to looking at how do you, you got a problem, how do you solve it, you know, make a product, or you've got a product, how do you avoid unintended consequences or mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's a different thing that I sort of bring to the legislature is, okay, I know we're pursuing this shiny path. We're, we're going after that. I grew up on the farm. You stop, you look around so you don't step in it. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is you learn, you don't do stupid because it's a whole lot of work to fix it. <laughs> and so you try to avoid unintended consequences. So, you know, if I was helping my dad, he made the decisions and stuff, and I was doing the work on the farm, but I still had to think, you know, can I do it better, or I don't want to make a mistake. And and that's what people need to look at. You know, in politics, 
if a person has an issue, boy, this is a stupid law, or, you know, if they just had this option, mm -hmm. well, take that information and write it down with maybe your suggestions of options or changes and, and send that to a legislator mm -hmm. and, and talk to people. Attend caucus and say, you know, I think this is an issue that's not getting attention. You've got three, four things that all the stories are about. But in your daily lives, there are a lot of little things that if they were fixed, it's like getting a better crossing mm -hmm. next century. Mm -hmm. uh, at the state level, that probably you know doesn't get noticed, but the people involved and impacted see it for sure, and they bring it up, and that's what uh, students should do because you look at your environment and you often ask, why are they making us do this, or why are things like that? For sure, and you know, inquisitive minds, creative minds. And you're not, you know, you haven't been living that way for 20 years, so you just sort of don't notice things. You come across a lot of stuff that's, you know, new to you, and that's a great perspective to inject uh, improvements to politics. Mm -hmm. So do you, did you get into physics after politics? No, I, I, uh, I, I worked in the private sector there was a, and I ended up moving back to Minnesota, and there was an op open seat that I tried to talk uh, some people into running for, and ever, no, I'm, I'm too busy with life, I can't, you know. But, you know, at that time we had multi-billion dollar deficits, and I thought, we need somebody that actually can count without having open-toed shoes. For sure. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I kept trying to find, and then finally, you know, I couldn't find, I said, well, why don't you do it? You've been telling people it's important to get involved, mm -hmm. to make a difference, and that there needs to be someone that understands these issues. So I, I got involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, did, so do you still try to use, like, that, like, background, that, like, really, like, mechanical, um, just, like, down-to-earth way of thinking in, like, legislative? We, we are products of our environment. So growing up on the farm, growing up in the uh, in Olmstead County, uh, there's a probably perspective that you, you gain. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly, when they present stuff, I, I notice when there are mistakes in the... Pre I'm, some people, oh, that picture's crooked, they straighten it. Mm -hmm. I happen to notice if there's something odd with the numbers. For sure. And so I, you know, will ask the questions or I'll say slides three, seven, and eight, you've got three different uh, things that you're saying. Mm -hmm. So what's accurate? Oh, well, those two slides were from, uh, they're old, and the newest one is this one. So you, you try and help the other, if you're in a committee, just like a team, you try and help others by, I've got my strengths and weaknesses. So I try to help bring up things for my strengths, and it ends up, be, ends up being um, you know, numbers, science, logic, reason, because that's, sure. that's where I come from. Mm -hmm. Leading from that, um, what, what committees are you a part of, and what, 
do your committees do? Um, that I've got four committees. Uh, one is elections. Uh, one is the uh, health and health uh, care finance and policy. Another is the human services finance, and the um, the other one is uh, property taxes. Okay. And, and why I was stumbling a little bit there on the used to be health and human services, you'd have a policy and a uh, finance committee, mm -hmm. but they split human services separate, and they've got a health, uh, they got a policy and a uh, finance, but they the health committee is both policy and finance. And that's an example of where government is really complex and tricky. You've got the Department of Health and you've got the Human Services. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about a lot of the uh, social services, those uh, county supplied programs to help people, that's underneath the Human Services. Mm -hmm. Department of Health gets into the hospitals, but it also gets a little bit into some of the government programs. So there's overlap and, and confusion, and that's why people are going, you know, what committee should I listen to? Well, mm -hmm. maybe you've got to go go to three different committees because they all each have a little piece of the pie. Right. Yeah. Not one of them is black and white with every well, little Or, or has, the, has the full... Um, control over it. The Senate, because it's half the people, mm -hmm. uh, they have fewer committees and the committees tend to be more encompassing. Right. So you, so you work on, um, so property tax and then two other ones include finances. So is that kind of like your like, real strong suit in the... My, my strong suit uh, is probably uh, energy, um, natural resources from farming, mm -hmm. Um, the uh, education, K-12. I've been on a school board. I volunteered with uh, over two dozen different schools over the years, and I was on the Zimbra Education District Governing Board. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've got a lot of interests across areas. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have bills... Uh, in multiple areas. One example, you've heard recently in the news about swatting. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody, either as a prank, well, oh, they've got a gun over there, they got hostages, you know, you've got to go see them. It's not very funny. <laughs> no, it's not, especially if you're woken up at 2 in the morning and they're breaking down your door. Yeah. Right. Others are, uh, if you went 20, 30 years ago, they would do a similar thing to have a bunch of false calls so that when you were out the bank, the police were already busy. Hmm. Now it seems to be more of the a vicious prank. I don't like this person, so I'm going to go and have the cops break their door down. Mm -hmm. Or you might have noticed uh, not too long ago, they had a bunch of false calls to multiple schools. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think in, we... in a lockdown. You know, so yeah. it, it, it's a mis it was a misdemeanor. Um, I had a bill, which part of the bill made it through. It didn't get a hearing in the House, got a hearing in the Senate. And the part that said, if there's uh, bodily harm, you know, if somebody's really hurt, mm -hmm. then it's a felony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And the part that didn't, which I'm having redrafted, says, you know, if you do this prank stuff, you are liable for the physical damage, you know, the person's door is broken, whatever happens. Right. And you're also liable for the cost for deploying the SWAT team, first responders, all this other stuff yeah. that goes along with it. So would that be on top of the felony or is the felony? Well, that would be that would be separate. So That'd be separate. So the criminal penalty is you know, is a felony, would go through the normal courts. Mm -hmm. The aspect of the uh, paying damages could be a, a civil mm -hmm. suit by the person that, you know, had their door broken in. So this, this actually kind of links into another thing that we were thinking about. It's like, how do, so if one of your constituents notices this issue, they have, maybe they've even gone through it, they've had, they've suffered some sort of damages to this, and they want it changed. Do they just write to you, and then you kind of you like overview that? You say this, okay, this is a valid issue, or like how would they get their voice it, to it, you? Uh, email is is an easy way. Uh, calling um, is another way. What I like about the email is, in your words, you've got it there. So if I'm calling and, and talking to somebody at some department or agency, mm -hmm. I can directly reference your words instead of. We talk, and then my interpretation of what you said, and I say it to the other person, and then they've got their interpretation. So that's, you know, sometimes you lose something there. Yeah. Game of telephone. Exactly. I was going to say, we, we played that game. Yeah. 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 So my, you know, when I find the right person, I can cut out the, the, the meat of your words and have them utilized so they can reference directly. And it's almost as if, You've had a conversation with half a dozen people, mm -hmm. right. and they all heard the same message, and, and that's just my personal way I like to, to handle it. Um, I tend to also write a, a lot of laws, so I've had people uh, contacting me with an issue, and I will uh, get as much as I can of background information from the department's agencies, and then I can get them with a revisor, they're a specialized lawyer that's used to writing up laws because they've got the tools to cross-reference this statue here and there. And I have the person actually back and forth talking with the revisor. Mm -hmm. um, I think in that way, again, you get the purest message of, from the person that has the issue. And then we have a rough draft and I, and I look at that, and I maybe share it with a couple other people, maybe a superintendent mm -hmm. at, at the schools or maybe you know, a sheriff or a county commissioner um, who, who's familiar with the area and get their feedback so that, okay, we already have something similar to this, but if you use this language, um, and so you end up having something that is most effective and has a 360 view so it has a better chance of passing. And, mm -hmm. and by using that, I've had, uh, whether I'm in the majority or the minority, I, I've had bills pass. Mm -hmm. Or in, like the swatting one, mm -hmm. I had half the bill pass last year. Um, and you know that's the way we can, as an entity, solve problems. Mm -hmm. uh, 
everybody sees politics as, well, it's us versus them. I, I focus at it, here's an issue. How do we address the issue? Because I might not agree with you on this issue, but the next issue comes up, we might be working together. Right. So if I'm all mad at you because we, we disagreed on this one thing, mm-hmm. um, that's not good. Closes no a lot of doors. Yeah, yeah. No use burning bridges. Yeah. And, I th- and I think that's one thing that um, just from, again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, youth, I think just in this, maybe it's always been like this, but we have this like sort of just learned helplessness. Like we don't feel confident and comfortable like going to like people in positions of power, even if it's like, I mean, most I've known of multiple issues just being at school there where it's like, oh, you should take that to the principal. And we're like, no, like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. So I think it's really interesting that to hear from the other side that it's like when you have like a valid issue, like bring it up to somebody because it can be, I mean, it can be worked towards a solution in the, in the future if brought up properly. Well, I, I, I'm probably a little bit different in uh, fourth grade. I was bored in math, and there was a student teacher. You're not alone there. <laughs> and, and, and I would um, ask questions or do, I, I made the student teacher cry, and, then, and they talked to me, and what's going on? Well, I'm bored, um, and, and so what I got out of that were, there were six of us that, um, in math, we had a little area in the back mm-hmm. and we could wor- work on advanced topics mm-hmm. and allowed us to um, keep interested. Yeah. Uh, a lot of mischievous uh, people are maybe not because of anything other than they're bored. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it makes you know, sense. And they're not focused. Yeah. Um, and in high school, uh, algebra... Um, I corrected the math teacher three times one day on mistakes on the board. <laughs> and so I spent my time in the library. <laughs> and so I, I ran computer programs, uh, read them, and that's how I taught myself how to, how to code was, was that. But again, um, bored and not focused. And that's why when I was with Zed... It, Zed is, uh, is part of the ALC type thing. Um, gifted and talented is included with uh, people that need special help and assistance. Mm-hmm. Because you've got both ends of where you've got to help people that uh, need help. But you also have people that you got to keep them focused and allow them... To enjoy education. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because after high school, there are a lot of options. Um, and you don't want them to get turned off and, and not take some option. Yeah. Possibilities sure. and options are, are one thing that I, I try to push in legislation. Because mm-hmm. not everybody is the same. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I have a question. Speaking of, the, of, like you said, you've written a lot of laws. Is there one that you're... Uh, a bill that you've written that's turned into a law that's maybe you're more proud of or has an interesting story maybe like pertaining to education that you'd like to share or um, a lot of my education stuff have been uh, amendments to the omnibus bills on the floor mm-hmm. so little tweaks and changes 
to, to make things uh, better. Uh, generally, the chairs of committees and the big movers and shakers are uh, teachers or former teachers, mm -hmm. former principals. And so they're used to uh, the spotlight. <laughs> I'm fine with, let them have the, the cameras in the spotlight. Um, but hey, uh, you know, what about this and this? And so, um, you know, I, I make little tweaks. Uh, one of the things that I, I pushed for that get, did get changed, or a little bit of a change, was where the, when I was on the school board, you could not find in a small school district a, a third of a position for Spanish or uh, maybe type, you know, what, whatever the, the topic was. Mm -hmm. And so you could get a community expert, sure. but it would always be that the union would say, no, we don't want that. Okay. But if you have nobody applying, you, you need to have an option. Yeah. So I, I pushed for uh, sort of the tiered steps. So you could have an initial uh, entry level for a teacher that was more the community expert um, there were, they could only work so many years. They had to get additional training and that, but it allowed you to actually fill the positions and, uh, you know, that helped you're a larger school. So you've got the critical mass, Yeah. but, um, take Byron and Casson. Mm -hmm. Uh, when my wife was going to Byron, she took her physics class in Casson because they didn't have enough students in either one, but if they combined, so some of the specialties they would combine, pool, and, and do together. Yeah, for sure. I think we have yeah, certain like a, like certain programs class. like that. Yeah, yeah like French we have class. the French classes. We have a lot of. We we. I think after I I mean I don't really know, but this is just how long we've been in school. But after the quarantine year or so, I know that a lot of classes started to become asynchronous, which I think is actually really um, helpful for students to get, because there's a lot of um, schedule conflicts, and we are a big school, but every once in a while, we'll have a class that has 10 people and one that has 35. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's we, we've experienced this um, in recent, uh, in the recent months too, but it's, it's interesting that you say that because we do kind of get here, at least at Century, we were very used to it. A lot of us went to uh, Kellogg, the middle school down the street, and the same sort of thing. We've almost always been at capacity, um, which means we, we require a lot of staff. And we've kind of seen this in the past couple of years where we saw a lot of um, the older staff have retired, and now like we're trying to fill positions and stuff like that, so we've had to make some um, changes. But there's definitely... Definitely a transition being made that we've, the students have all noticed, and definitely here in how education is being done. And I suppose, I guess, all of this is kind of a long-winded way of saying, um, like, what do you think about how we're kind of moving towards uh, like a like less in classroom time, more asynchronous time? Well, what are your kind of thoughts on that? What What I've seen is that uh, most solutions will work for. 60 to 80 percent of the students mm -hmm. uh, but you have to have options that work for uh, you know again the students on on the two edges of the curve mm -hmm. um, if you look at the teaming that's been done they're usually in the middle school they will have 
say, four teachers teaming together. And then if one teacher is really good at teaching math to students that are having trouble understanding math, mm-hmm. that, that teacher will get all of the students that need that. And somebody's really good at social studies or reading or spelling. And that way you realize uh, teachers are individuals too and they're, they have stronger and, and, and weaker areas. And if you're allowed the flexibility to let everybody, uh, I guess, do well and have the opportunity, that's best. So that's where choices and options come in. Uh, you hear in education mandates. mandates. Well, a lot of the mandates come because there's a few districts that have really bad performance. We're, we're talking graduation rates uh, at about half of the students don't graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reading and math and other capabilities they have problems with. And they've been that way for 30 years. And, well, this is the solution, the gold, you know, the silver bullet, golden egg solution. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make all school districts do these five mandates. Well, if you're already doing a good job, which a lot of the schools down here do, um, then you're not helping those students. You're actually taking away classroom time and, and funding for something they don't need. Mm-hmm. So if you've got some failing school districts, address them with the mandates, but don't you know, hit the other ones. All the money that went in this past year, big press about it. A lot of the local school districts, that uh, huge increase, the mandates are costing them one and a half to two and a half times that amount of money. So they're actually losing money. And that's part of the reason you're seeing so many districts in the state haven't finished their contract negotiations. Because, well, you got all this extra money, but you did stupid stuff with the rules and regulations that are wasting it. And, and now nobody's happy. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it just it's, yeah, not equally and. But that doesn't fit into a thirty-second soundbite. No, yeah. no, no, like that. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough topic to tackle, and and I think, I mean, I'd imagine that in politics there's a lot of a lot of issues because everybody has a different opinion on how this should be done and this should be done. And I, well, since none of you are married, you haven't had the training, of, <laughs> you know, working with someone else where you got different. Um, opinions mm-hmm. and you know I, I think there are life skills you learn in different parts of your life um, I think we should make sure that in in school you have the skills uh, techniques the things you need when you are now you're an adult you know go do it mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there are some coping skills and some uh, real-life type skills that have fallen to the wayside um, in the last uh, you know, decade or so. I think part of the mental health issues are because um, we're not having some of the activities that allowed for coping skills. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, people said, well, everybody's a winner, so we don't want a competitive, we want to cut down on competitiveness. Well, if you're part of a team, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you, you gain some coping skills. You're never always going to win, but you're never alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that um, cohesiveness you gain with others, when you have a tough time and you're in college, uh, you're going to need to have that group of people to support you, mm-hmm. and, and you, yeah, and sometimes you're gonna have to wake up. You know, I gotta stop doing this thing because um, I gotta buckle down on my classes or my work. You know, and you can't really put that in a um, an instruction class. It has to be with the interactions that you have in school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean, the relationships, I, that was one thing that was certainly difficult after um, the COVID years was coming back and and trying to kind of remember and learn how to uh, build those relationships and stuff like that. And, you know, like, uh, you can ask, I bet, many adults who go to high school and it's like, oh, who is, like, who is your favorite teacher from high school? And they'll remember because that person made such an impression on their lives. And I think that we kind of, we... Not lost that completely, but we definitely that was that was delayed a little bit um, during some difficult times. Well, and, and I, I learned something from from meeting the three of you. Uh, sideburns are coming back in. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, sideburns and mullets. Yeah, that's get, right. You gotta get some haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, you know winter. You gotta let it grow a little bit back. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean you not, gotta keep your face warm. Right? <laughs> not when it's yeah. fifty degrees outside. No, it's sure. Well, that's the other thing is you gotta be able to have a little humor in your life too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I. I tend to be, you know, sarcastic sometimes or have some, I enjoyed, uh, during a really tough, tough hearing where the topic isn't fun and stuff, I will write a, a note to the chair, which will make the chair uh, giggle <laughs> because you got to lighten up. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing gets done when everyone's cold, stone cold serious. Yeah. Well, if you're arguing and somebody makes you laugh. Then you come back and you yeah. go, what were we arguing about? Exactly. You can yeah. see it clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, we might be a little too happy at sometimes during our classes, but like, but we, we 100% agree. And um, I think that's something that it's just, it's just so crucial to life. And we kind of forget about it just to tell jokes or be happier. You know, it's yeah. 50 degrees outside instead of complaining about it. Like, oh, this shouldn't be... Yeah, exactly. Let's go do something. Yeah, make the most of it. Mm -hmm. We're running. uh, As long as that's not um, preceded by nobody's looking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Make make good decisions. Make good decisions. (laughs) So we like to wrap these up with um, wise words. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything? Any wise words you'd like to give to the student body here? Yeah. A a conversation starts with listening. That's good. I like because. if you know what the other person's perspective is, then when you respond with yours, you can do it in a way that they'll see. Too often, uh, your canned phrases, you, you just bump heads. Oh, yeah. 
But start out with listening and, you know, then respond with respect. For sure. You have two ears and one mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again. Uh, again, we were joined by Minnesota State Representative Dwayne Quam. Um, this has been excellent and definitely yeah. pleasure. Informative. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I enjoyed it too. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. I'd like to give a huge thanks to a friend of the podcast, W, for making the intro and outro. You can find him on Instagram at the real underscore W. Uh, and that will also be in the description.